Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Full of frustration, full of despair, from years of hurt, disappointment, and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware, and they found Major League Soccer. Bit overdramatic, really. This is the MLS UK Show. Welcome to the very first episode of the MLS UK Show. I'm Elliot Holman. And I'm Henry Hewitt. Thanks for downloading, by the way. Here's what's coming up on our very first podcast. As the new MLS season begins, we take a look at the best pre-season moves, draft picks and scrimmage results. And as it's pre-season, we've chose our fantasy teams. Let's face it, we'll forget to update them in two weeks, but we've chose them anyway. We'll predict the season's big winners and losers in a league that's famously impossible to predict. And of course, the highlight of pre-season are the new kits being released. We know nothing about fashion, so we've got my girlfriend to just look at a few of them and tell us what she thinks of them makes total sense right mls uk show with elliot holman and henry hewitt so this is exciting isn't it we talked about doing this so long ago it was it was october start of october i came to you and said let's do a podcast let's do an mls podcast and of course october is the end of the season so it didn't make sense yeah we had all these big plans we thought we can do this we can do that we can get a website up and running we can do a twitter account and then we realized that well pointless starting now yeah so here we are start of a brand new mls season which is so so exciting um and before we tackle anything and i don't i don't want to get to that point where we have to actually prove that we know what we're talking about we have to introduce ourselves yeah so then you can decide how little we actually know about (laughs) mls um do you want to go first uh well i'll tell you what you go first because i kind of got into mls because of you okay um, and just because you kept on banging on about it, I was like, well, let's watch it. Let's see what it's like. Now I'm hooked. So, Elliot Holman, introduce yourself. Okay. Uh, hello. I'm Elliot Holman. Um, I'm a radio presenter in the UK. I am a Norwich City fan. Love my football. I've grown up a Norwich City fan because that's where I was born. Um, I'm a big sufferer, I think it's fair to say. Norwich City, not not the greatest, not the worst. There's no. a lot of teams in the UK, and they're certainly up there in the top. 30, just. (laughs) Um, But I'm a long-term sufferer with Norwich City, which is maybe why I decided that it might be a good idea to look elsewhere, maybe get myself another team. Um, I actually went on holiday to Orlando, and this is is how it all began. Whilst I was there, there was loads of hype about soccer, and I was just like, MLS, everyone says MLS is rubbish. Um, But Orlando are getting a team, so I'll, I'll get involved in this. So I did a bit of research. Uh, and they were going to start playing a couple of weeks after I left. So I went back next year and I thought, I can go to a game. So I went to two games and that was it. It was over. I came back and told you all about it as well. 
Yeah, so uh, obviously we work on the same radio show. I produce the show that you present. And uh, when the songs are on, if you don't work in radio, you don't know how awkward it can be when the songs are being played if you don't have anything to talk about. Luckily, we're good mates. And all you were saying after you came back was, Orlando City, Orlando City. I'm like, right, next season I'll, I'll watch them. Um, and uh, here we are. I, I was just pulled in by the fact that despite it being MLS, only MLS, you know, the league that everyone in the UK says isn't any good, the atmosphere was absolutely incredible. And it sounds, you, there's not enough words to describe it. it you know, you can, you can go, go for a day out somewhere, go to the beach and it's absolutely incredible, but I'm serious. Like I had goosebumps on my arms, the hairs were standing up on the back of my neck. The atmosphere in that stadium in Orlando was just unreal. Unbelievable. Well, I've never been to an MLS game, obviously. We'll find out why when I introduce myself. But when you compare it to what happens in England, like you were saying that you have the, you know, the big, you you turn up like, what, three, four hours before the actual game. Mm. In England, like when I go watch my team, I turn up at 10 minutes to three. (laughs) I have a warm drink, uh, maybe a pie, and then go and watch them probably lose. It's not an event, really. No. And this is this is what's so brilliant about about MLS. Everybody comes together. Um, maybe Orlando, especially. I'm not. I don't want to be too Orlando centric, but I feel like with with what's happened there with with the pole shooting, I feel like it's a very um, very important for it to be a, a close knit community again. And it just feels like you're part of something. And and that that's something that's missing, I think, from from over here. So that's how it happened. And I came back and I said to you, you need to get into MLS. So. Here I am, Henry Hewitt, long-time sufferer uh, supporting Bolton Wanderers. And, yeah, like, you would tell me when we were doing the show, like, oh, look at this, you show me all the videos on YouTube. And I was kind of like, well, I just remember the MLS. I, uh, I'll, I'll admit, I Whoa, bought... there's the first one. What? What did you just say? The MLS. Sorry. We need a forfeit for this. All right, give me... Let's start the forfeits next week. Let's just get Edge into it. All right, we'll let him off this time. Okay. So I got into MLS kind of when David Beckham moved over. A lot of UK people did. And I must admit, I did buy an LA Galaxy shirt. Did you really? You've kept this quiet. No, I did. The only reason I've kept it quiet is because after four or five washes... The Herbalife came off it, and I kind of paid attention then, and then it sort of phased out a bit. I was at university. I didn't really, funnily enough, I didn't really have the time to watch the games. And then when you mentioned it, I was like, well, I love soccer. I love English soccer. I love European soccer. I've never really given um, uh, MLS a chance. And so at the start of 2017 season, we were like, let's get you a team. Let's get you supporting uh you know, MLS. And I had a choice, and my choice was either FC Dallas. Basically, I'm a big fan of the Simpsons, and Homer Simpson's dream was to buy the Dallas Cowboys. So I thought, well, I'll support FC Dallas. But then I thought, well, there's two new teams this year. I'm new, so I might as well support one of them. I chose Atlanta purely based on the fact that I've never been to America, but I went to the Bahamas once, and there was a connecting flight through Atlanta. So I thought, well, technically I've been Atlanta. So I supported Atlanta United. So poor. And oh my (laughs) goodness, I'm glad I chose Atlanta United. No offence, Minnesota, but I'm glad I chose Atlanta United. You've done done well there. Such a terrible reason, though. Like, to say that you've been to Atlanta, you sat in the airport bar watching soccer, (laughs) having a beer. Yeah. That's it. Um... Well, it could be worse. Like I've heard, ex- like people who live abroad who support like Liverpool or Manchester United, and you try and cling on to something. I could go, well, my uh, my dad's nephews, aunties, uncles, cats, friend was from Atlanta, so I supported Atlanta. No, it's purely based on the fact that I once visited the airport. You've got a stamp in your passport, and that's all that matters. Yeah, I think it could have been a lot worse. You mentioned the LA Galaxy shirt. Imagine if your first season supporting a team in MLS last year was LA Galaxy. I know. Would, I you, know. would you be coming back now? Would you be saying, let's do a podcast? Probably not. I don't think so either. No. <laughs> but I, uh, for the, like, we'll get on to this. I do think LA Galaxy will have a much better season this season. However, going off last season, 
No, I would have probably flown over to LA and been in the crowd uh, when they all had to go up to him and apologise. I'd have been there like, you're useless, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm so happy they've done me such a favour that they've done well for you. Oh, well, I hate Orlando, so there you go. <laughs> I don't really, I don't really. Um, I don't need that on Twitter right now. I don't need <laughs> Orlando fans. But um, no, this is exciting. It's the first MLS UK show podcast and we've waited for so long for this. Like, we've done a lot on social media. We're getting a lot of people surprisingly saying, like, when's the podcast coming? Yeah. So here it is. And and one thing I want to touch on is, first of all, if you do follow us on Twitter, thank you very much, because we're just two British radio presenters who, I'll be honest with you, like, we do all right. We get to interview, like, all the big stars, Bruno Mars, Camila Cabello, Ed Sheeran, but we don't really claim to know a lot about MLS. So us starting a Twitter account for MLS and then suddenly shoot into like 3,000 followers that quick was, I was like, whoa, okay, we need to we need to up our game. So thank you very much if you if you do follow us. If you don't, get involved at MLS UK Show. Um, the biggest question we get asked, why are we doing this? Easy. I, I, it's so easy. No one in the UK thinks MLS is any good and it winds me up so much. It makes me so angry. All of my friends, I tell them that we're doing this and they're just like, well, why are you doing that? We've got the Premier League. Like, what are you doing? And it's like, well, no, watch it. The pace, the the excitement, the goals, it's brilliant. You know, like, in the Premier League, there will probably be at least one nil-nil every weekend. Mm. You're not guaranteed that in the MLS. Last, I love that. Last time I went to see Orlando was um, Orlando v Columbus last season. And in the morning, I got up really early and I watched Manchester United v Liverpool. Nil-nil draw. Yeah. It's almost too tactical. There's too much at stake in the Premier League. We still love it. We still watch it. Don't let's not like get it twisted. We we love Premier League Championship as well. well we have to because we're in it. Um, but there's something about MLS, and I just wish more people would would give it a go. So if you're one of those people that's tweeted or DM'd me or DM'd Henry or um, tweeted at MLS UK Show saying well, why I don't get it, like this is really cool, but why? That's why we're spreading the word, okay? And you can help us by coming on this journey with us. Let's do it. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. I want to start with a, a pre-season review, an off-season review, because this, for a lot of teams, has been a huge off-season. When you look at um, teams like LA Galaxy, huge club, probably the most famous club in MLS, because especially over here, Everyone knows LA Galaxy over here because of David Beckham. When they, I think a lot of people, if they looked at the league and didn't know what they were doing, they'd be very, very surprised that uh, LA Galaxy finished basically bottom of the league last year. Yeah, 11th is not great for LA Galaxy. That is the equivalent of like Manchester United finishing 19th mm. in the Premier League. Um, it, yeah, I'm sure Galaxy fans, if you're listening, you'll, you will agree with us. You know, we're not throwing shade at Galaxy. I know it's easy to do so because they, you know, they've had so much success in the past. But, but I, I want to see it turned around. Like LA Galaxy have not been that force since I've been watching MLS, and I'm excited to see it happen again. Um, so I, I think this is such a key preseason. It is. They've made the signings. I mean, Ola Kamara is a great signing for them. I think he will score goals. Of course, they have got goals in that team. However. You look at some of the preseason results, 4-2 against San Jose Earthquakes. They lost to Vancouver as well. It, I don't know whether the defence is going to be, uh, mm. you know, is there. We'll have to wait and see. You never know. They may end up being like RSL last season and just score and concede so many goals. Is it a success for LA Galaxy this year if they bang some goals in? Because they failed to hit the net and they conceded. They just leaked goals. Is it a success if, even if they just managed to score more? and they're still leaking a little bit at the back. Is that progress? Is that enough? You know what? For most teams, probably it is. For LA Galaxy, they've got to be knocking on the door for the playoffs. Uh, and that's in my opinion. If you ask anyone at LA Galaxy, they may say, oh, no, we want to just get, you know, we want to do better. No, this is LA Galaxy, man. They need to be pushing for, at least for the playoffs. We mentioned Ola Kamara going to LA Galaxy. I want to talk about Columbus. This has been a, a, a bumpy off-season for Columbus, but it could it could turn out all right. I mean, when you look at it, losing Kamara straight off, losing Justin Miram as well, you're kind of thinking, 
this is an absolute disaster with the whole potential move as well, which I don't want to get into. We don't just let's just go on record now. We don't want to go into this, but hashtag save the crew. I was very, very concerned for Columbus early doors. Um, very pleased for Orlando for picking up Miram. Um, but other than that, I was a little bit, little bit concerned. The thing is, is that you can look at transfers for the crew. You can look at uh, who's come in, who's come out. The, the preseason, they've had a really good preseason, to be fair. They've beaten Atlanta, they've beat Minnesota. They won the uh, hashtag CCC18 Cup, um, which I was keeping my eye on, to be fair. But uh, no, I think the whole, for me, the whole hashtag save the crew, it can either have a negative effect on the crew or it could have a positive effect. They could all group together, it's us against the world, and suddenly go out and have an amazing season, like they did last season. They had a really good season last season. Or it could be one big distraction, and it could be a bit of a nightmare this season. They've picked up Milton Valenzuela. Apologies for our pronunciations. We may as well just get this out now. We're not Spanish. It doesn't roll off the tongue. Um, He's from Manchester, for goodness sake. How is he supposed to cope with names like this? I know. Carlos Vela. <laughs> um, he's a DP, he's a defender, he's on loan from Neil's Old Boys. Going to be one to watch, could be a very, very key component. They've not really added to attack, but if they can strengthen at the back, at least that's something. Um, one thing I want to point out, Harrison Affle smashed it in preseason. He's looking, I know he's been there for a while, he's not a new signing, but he's looking extremely good, um, strong attacking right back. A lot of people, a lot of reporters saying that he's looking the strongest right back in the league on his preseason performance. And I know that's not a lot, but at least that's something that they can they can sort of look towards for the new season. Yeah, they've got the players. They've got the players. Uh, I mean, let's face it, you don't finish fifth and get to uh, the, you know, the Eastern Conference final without having a good team. I know they've lost a few of the players, but even in attack, he's getting on, but Higuain's still there. He's scored goals in uh, pre-season. So... There's one name we haven't mentioned when it comes to Columbus, and that's Jesse Zardes. Now, I don't think this is such a terrible move. I know it didn't work at LA last season. I know they failed to score goals. That wasn't the only thing wrong with LA last season, as we've already touched on. This could be a really good move for Zardes. You know, freshen things up, get in new surroundings, get playing around different players, maybe playing a different style of football. The guy's got talent. There's no reason why on paper he can't have as good a season as Ola Kamara did for Columbus. Exactly. He scored against Minnesota in preseason. You know, he's done really, really well. All positive vibes coming out of Columbus about this guy. And yeah, I think, you know what? Being in that LA team last season, sorry, we need to say LA Galaxy team. Yeah. There's two LAs now. Uh, the LA Galaxy team last season, most of the players would have been playing with the shackles on. They, you, you kind of, I can imagine, maybe a bit nervy about what they're doing. You don't want to be the one to make a mistake. Yeah. Confidence so, not free-flowing. No. So coming to Columbus, it could really you know, open him up a bit. And we get to see the real Zardes. So I'm looking forward to this season. Um, I don't want this. I'm really concerned that we've come out and said, I'm an Orlando fan. You're an Atlanta fan. I know when you do these kind of podcasts and you're looking at the whole league, that's not a normal thing to do. But I want I want to be real and I want to be honest and say, look, we're real fans. We're like, I'm I'm up screaming at the TV at 3 a.m. in the morning. If, you know, Kaka was banging one in the top corner. This is what's driven us. This is what's got us here. Supporting these two teams is is what's brought us here. But I want to kind of make it clear that it's not all about Orlando. It's not all about Atlanta on here. We're, we're happy to discuss the, the whole of the league, and we will do. But we do have to mention Orlando's off-season. I'm sorry, but like, even I'm just like, wow. Yeah, you've done well. It's you, a complete overhaul. It is. And you know what? We've Again, we've had this discussion before the podcast today, and Orlando, Kaka was great. Kaka, there was a lot of positives for what Kaka did. He's gone now, and instead of going, right, let's try and get Ibrahimovic, let's try and get you know a big name to fill his boots, you've got two or three players to do that, and I think the whole team, the squad, is looking a bit more meatier now. I was um, I was really disappointed last season. There was a lot of fans calling for Jason Kreiss's head, um, and do you know what? If it doesn't work out this season, absolute, that's absolutely fine, because he like it will be 100% a management issue a coach coaching issue if this team can't make the playoffs um but i didn't agree with it last season because he inherited these players um players that when orlando joined mls were put on long contracts um some of them had to play contractually some of them were on big money 
And I just think this is the time to to judge Jason Christ. I I really like the guy. He speaks sense when he's speaking in speaking to the media. He's very focused. He doesn't give a lot away. You can tell that that training camp in preseason will have been very strict. Although they want the players to bond, I wouldn't mess around if Jason Christ was my boss. Like, I, and I like I like the direction he's going in. This is finally his team. Um, and if we're going to pick out, I mean, I don't even know where you start. Obviously, Sasha. Sasha Kleshtian, two-time MLS assist leader. What a signing. I, I do mean that. I've, I, I think Red Bulls will struggle this season, personally, without his assists. I don't think they'll, you know, I don't think they're going to have an LA Galaxy or a DC United mm. season. But I do think that Bradley White, Wright Phillips is going to miss Sasha. But, as, as a team like Orlando, who just failed to create chances, yeah. this is unbelievable. This is such this is such a statement from the club. We've not created chances when we've got into positions. We've kind of failed to convert them a lot of the time as well. If we don't score goals now, when you've got Sasha feeding Dom Dwyer, for example, then I, I don't know what to do. I think we should just give up. Yeah, I mean, this is a huge season for Orlando because people look at uh, Atlanta or New York City and think, well, they've started. And they've gone on and made the playoffs quite early on. Orlando haven't. But Orlando have had that bedding in period. Now, with the players you've got, you need to be pushed, at least pushing the playoffs. You need to be making the playoffs. That's my personal opinion. I think it will be this season will be a failure if Orlando just sort of flirt with the playoffs and then end up finishing 7th, 8th, ninth. I couldn't agree more. I, like the, the the time is now and it, it has to be right. Um New new playmaker, designated player, Josue Coleman, a big number 10. People saying to replace Kaka. You can't replace Kaka. It's such a, a huge, iconic name across across the globe. He brought fans to Orlando. He he filled that stadium in the early days. Everyone wanted to come and see him. Josue's not that player, but with his feet, a young startler. Like I'm excited to see what he's going to do. A lot of people very, very excited. Um, Ure Rosal, former MLS Cup champion. That's not going to harm your team. Um, Lamine Sané, you, you're, you're taking a starter from a Bundesliga team and, and putting him in an MLS squad. That that has to be huge. Um, best college midfielder last year was Cam Lindley. He's joined Orlando. Chris Mueller, he was the assist king. He's He was the, the Sasha of college football last year. Um, and he's joined the squad and he's been banging in the goals as well. Uh, and finally, NASL golden boot winner, Stefano Pino. He even scored a hat-trick against Orlando last season in the Cup. This is such a huge, huge off-season for Orlando. The time is now. Um, DC United, last team I want to touch on because actually I don't think it's disrespectful to, to say that they've not been the team everybody's been talking about. They've just been there and they've been playing games and they picked up some wins, but they failed to score in 16 games last season. Yeah, and that despite they had a giant shirt behind the goal, that would make, <laughs> that would make me want to score. Um, but that's gone. New stadium. Yeah, they've done quite well in in preseason. You know, they've uh, beat Philadelphia two one, and they beat Las Vegas. But what something that I've noticed, right, when I've been looking at the preseason results mm. and the teams that have been played, I look at the teams, and you've got the likes of FC Dallas, Toronto were the same in the, the Champions League. They've picked. They've not been messing around with their team. They've picked. They DC United look like they've got their team, and they're ready for Orlando on Saturday. Starting eleven nailed down. Yeah, um, and the, some of the signings they've made as well. You know, they, they've improved their team. They won't finish as low down as they did last season. Can we talk about Darren Maddox? Okay, now DC United moved for Darren Maddox from Portland Timbers. I you you know this. I have a massive thing about Fernando Addy. I don't I don't get the fuss about Fernando Addy and I know like we're going to get tweets and Timbers fans are going to be saying that he's a legend and everything he's done. I know, right? If you're a striker in MLS, you're going to score goals. You are. Like I'm prepared to bet that if I was up front for a whole season, even I would manage to score at some point in MLS. Like it's probably going to happen by like even if it went in off, off my bum. It's going to happen. Um but Fernando Addy, composure absolutely nil. Like the too many wasted chances in the time that he was fit and playing, so many wasted opportunities. I watched them play in uh, Tucson in a preseason friendly as well, and he missed an absolute sitter. And I was just like, okay, why have they let Darren Maddox go? Darren came in 
and did a great job. I really like him. I like his play. He's ener- he's like energetic. He's always in the right space. Good finisher. I think that's a really good pickup from DC. Yeah, I've got to agree. He scored two in his last two in um, in preseason, and he. He looks like he's someone who knows where the goal is. And in any league, not just MLS, in any league, you look at every, the the big leagues in Europe, you look at the A-League in Australia, whatever league, even if you're on a park on a Sunday morning, if you have a player who knows where the goal is, it's priceless. And if he can get the goals, you've got then uh, you've got a base then. You know that you have the ability to score more than the other team and then you work backwards. And, I mean, they've, they've strengthened in midfield as well. So it's a good start for DC. This this partnership that they've had going um, are a trio in, in pre-season. Darren Maddox, Acosta, and Ariola as well. Six goals, five assists from those three. This is something that Orlando are going to know about and they're going to be very wary of, especially with a whole new team that yeah. haven't really had a chance to gel. Yeah, we, we're going to look forward to this weekend's games later on in the in the podcast, but... That is my. That's one of the games. There's so many juicy games at the weekend. So many games where you think I can't wait to see how they do. Orlando DC is one of those matches, and I can't wait to watch that. Just finally on DC, Yamil Assad, a guy you know a lot about. I liked Assad. I like him. I was a. I was a bit gutted that Atlanta didn't pick him up. However. It's not as if Atlanta, you know, Atlanta are feasting on midfielders and attackers and they're doing fine for themselves. I think you'll be all right. Yeah, but I did. I had a soft spot for Assad. So I I hope he does well for DC and I think he will. I think in that Atlanta team, the players gel, but there's a lot of big names in there. There's a lot of big players. Assad now is going to DC and he's kind of on his own. It's like, right, go do what you do. And I think it could he could be even better this season just because he's got that sort of freedom now to think, right, I'm one of the big dogs here. I'll talk, show you what I can do. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. Okay, let's talk predictions. I want to I get these done early doors, and I want to actually look back at these. I want to save these, and I think week three, even week four, we could be laughing at these. Yeah. You go first. <laughs> <laughs> Right, what should we do first? We... Um, MLS Cup, let's go straight in there. Right, you know what? I think Toronto are going to do it again. Mm-hmm. I let, but I don't think it's going to be as... They're not going to beat last season in terms of league performance. I think Toronto will win. They will have a slow start because Toronto, their eyes are on the Champions League. That's the missing, you know, that's the missing part of the puzzle. They want to win the Champions League. They want to head off to... Japan or Mexico, wherever the World Club trophy is to play, I don't know, Real Madrid or Barcelona. I would love to see that. So would I. I think, and I think they'd do all right against them. I'd love to see Giovinco go back to Juve, playing against Juve. Yeah. I don't think Juve will win it, but yeah, that would be good. Um, so I think Toronto will win. I think they'll have a, a slowish start. They'll they'll have the distractions, but then after after spring they'll just they'll dominate again. They'll get into the playoffs, and I think I don't think they'll win the supporter shield, but I do think they'll win the MLS Cup. I do have to agree with with Toronto, and, and touching on what you said as well. Even with focus elsewhere, they've got that squad that even when you're not firing on a hundred or you're a little bit tired and you've, you're struggling a little bit mentally, physically because of other games and playing extra ones. A, a, a through ball to Altidore, a through ball to Giovinco. You know, even just a, some a Morrow bombing down the wing, you're always, always going to cause trouble. And it literally takes one second to score a goal. And I just, I can't see past them again. Even with Atlanta adding, adding to, you know, their squad, Seattle always, always challenge Toronto. I just, I can't see them going, going past it. They've got incredible depth in the squad. Yeah, um... I think it'll be closer, but I do think Toronto will win the MLS Cup. Um, let's talk about other teams in the playoffs. Um, I, I'll throw a few left-field ones out there. It's obvious to to say teams like Atlanta, like I'm sure we both agree Atlanta are going to be up there. Uh, Toronto, obviously, we've mentioned. Seattle. RSL even feels weird for me to say, but they actually, if you look at on form last season, RSL were on a on a really, really, really good run and very close to making it. Yeah, 
in my first season last season watching MLS, obviously, naturally, you look at the bigger names. You look at the Orlandos. I was looking at Atlanta, Toronto, Seattle. Uh, and then you notice the teams at the bottom, like LA, Galaxy. You'll notice DC, United. You notice Minnesota, even though they did well towards the end of the season. Mm. RSL kind of went under my radar a bit. I'm excited this season because I'll actually notice them and get they'll be on my radar. And we used to always say that, like, we'd watch MLS and be like, right, let's put a few, let's watch it, put a few bets on, like, goals in that game, that game, that game. And then I noticed RSL's record and I was like, I've not even touched RSL (laughs) all season. So I'm excited for RSL. You're right. They weren't that far off last season. I think if the season would have lasted a few more weeks, maybe mm. they could have maybe sneaked in there. What are we saying about Portland? Portland, I think I think Portland will will stick about where they are. They'll. I know they they got the um, Western Conference title last season. They could get it again. It was a very poor Western Conference last it year. It was. Portland will be comfortably in the playoffs. That's my opinion. Okay. If we're talking playoffs. We've seen Atlanta United, first season, they've made it. LAFC, it's such an unknown quantity. I feel like they've signed two strong centre-backs. I'm not entirely sure about the midfield. Can they make the playoffs? I don't think they can. I think for LAFC, forget what Atlanta did last season. That was a freak. They've set the bar, though. This is the trouble. People, Fans are now expecting this. Yeah, but... LAFC just need to get in there. If I was an LAFC fan, honestly, I would look and think, right, get a couple of wins against LA Galaxy, you know, sort of dominate that rivalry a bit and just don't finish bottom. I don't think they will finish bottom. You know, they've got Bob Bradley in there who, yeah, he had a nightmare for Swansea in the EPL. And looks ridiculous in that tracksuit. Yeah, the guy, you know, the guy needs to just wear a suit. But he's a good manager. He knows the, you know, US football. He's proved that. A good season for LAFC is if they sort of within a sniff of the playoffs. That's my opinion. MLS UK Show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. Still to come, we are going to look at fantasy football. Myself and Henry have picked teams. This is going to be a disaster. I just abandoned mine after like two weeks. It's awful. Uh, We'll also take a look at the opening week's schedule in MLS. So excited for this weekend. Some big, big fixtures to talk about. Uh, First, though... We've had a look at the transfers. We've had a look at the teams. We've made our predictions. The most exciting part of pre-season is the kits. Yes. When your kit comes out, you see the players lined up. They do some dodgy photo shoot. And uh, you have a look and you think, you've been building up. They've teased you and you think, oh, is that it? (laughs) Oh, you think, amazing, I'm going to buy this. Uh, Now, we like to think we know about fashion. However, in reality... We don't. No. So what I've done is my girlfriend works on a soap opera called Coronation Street here in the UK. She's a makeup artist. So she knows what colours you need to wear, how you need to style it out to look good. Basically, she's nothing to do with fashion, but she's the nearest we've got. So just go with it. Here's what happened. The MLS UK Show. Okay, so I'm going to show you the kits, Pops. First, here's Atlanta United. Now, this is their peach kit. Oh, I like that. I actually really, really like that. When you said peach kit, I thought you were meaning like a whole, like a whole outfit was peach, but it's just a little bit. I really like that. That's a really nice colour and it's a classic white and they could all tag the peach emoji in it, everything. So next team is Colorado Rapids. I feel like there's something about Colorado Rapids that I'm supposed to know. Like, is it a special team? No, no, they're not a special team at all. I hate that. Why they'd put those two colours together, no idea. No. What do you prefer, the shirt with the sort of maroon colour or the shorts with blue? I I quite like the shorts and I don't mind the maroon on the shorts as long as they don't wear those stupid maroon socks with the blue... T- oh, that's horrible. Nothing nice about that kit at all. So this is Columbus Crew. This is my favourite team. So when you did the Instagram thing, um, like a while ago, this is the team I got, the Buzzy Bee team. 
So this is their away kit. So they're going to stay with a Buzzy B home kit. This is their away kit for this season. I love that. I love that. That's like, that's my favourite kit I've ever seen, ever. Really? I feel like this is like, in my head, like, I just think like Jaguar. You know, like, this is like the sports car of the football kits. Wow. So next we're going to a brand new team called Los Angeles Football Club. Uh, it's their first season in MLS. And what do you think of their first ever kit? Are you kidding me? What? And this the sponsored by YouTube. What? Like, give me three words that you think about the new LAFC kit. YouTube? Gold? Boring. Okay, well, this is their away kit. That's better. I like that one. White? Bit of gold, but I'm I'm sorry, but why would you be sponsored by YouTube? Like, surely YouTube doesn't need any more help. Um, maybe, maybe LAFC need all the help. Oh, that's a good point. I don't really understand how sponsorship works. Well, let's go to the other LA teams. So this is the LA Galaxy. This is who David Beckham played for. So they had a really poor season last season. So they're looking to get better. Cheryl's ex-husband Ashley Cole plays for these. I instantly don't like them. Herbal Life Nutrition. Yeah. So you're telling me that all the footballers in this team have Herbal Life? Yeah, they also sell it. They also go around to people's houses trying to sell it. Are you serious? No, no. Oh. no. I kind of was like on board with it then, thinking that like a footballer could knock on your door, being like, would you like to get involved in the scheme? Um, I kind of like that kit. Uh, so this is Minnesota. This is their second season. I love it. Oh my goodness, I love that. What do you like most about it? I like the blue. That's like one of my favourite colour blue. Down the side. I like that it's down the side. I'm glad that they've not just gone for like just grey. And it's a light enough grey that it's like a little bit more standout-ish. Um, and it's stripy. I mean, what's the bullseye about in the middle? Uh, that's their sponsor, Target. Do you know the shop? Oh, Cool. That makes so much sense. I never knew what Target's sign was, but yeah, makes so much sense. Uh, so now we go to Canada. This is Montreal Impact. Um, so we've just got a video here. We just You can see it there. What do you think of that? Yeah, it's stripy. I feel like you've got all the colours in the world. Like, think about how many colours they are. Why do they pick the dullest versions of those colours? Like, that blue's not even a nice blue. Like... It'd be a nice blue to get a sofa in, but, you know, like, if you're wanting to stand out and you're wanting someone to be like, yeah, pass me the ball, you don't want to fade into the background. Like, you want something to be like, boom, I'm over here. Okay, so let's move on to the next team then. New England Revolution. What do you think of the badge of New England Revolution? Um, Well, it's an American flag with a football in it, so it's not really England, is it? I don't think they're trying to be... This New England is in the place in America. There's a place called New England? <laughs> okay, let's move, let's move on to New England's kit. What do you think it is? Again, what a boring... Like, that is like when you're first learning to mix paints at school and you mix all the colours together and it gives you, like, a dirty blue. It's like a dirty blue-grey. But I do like the collar on that. It's a really funky collar that has like that, it's like a Y shape. Um, and it's got that pop of red around the top of it. I do really like that. We're going to go to New York now. You've heard of New York, right? Yeah, I've been three times. Right, okay. Uh, well, New York, they don't have any links to York in England. <laughs> uh, so this is New York City, right? So these actually have links to Manchester City. Uh, they're owned by the same people. Wow. I'm guessing they're going to have similar colours to Manchester City. Yeah, well, this is their away kit. Oh, and they're sponsored by the same people. I mean, it's boring, isn't it? But I like that they're sponsored by the same people. I like that there's a tie to Manchester City. I've got nothing against Manchester City. I always support a winning team. Well, New Yorker did quite well last year. So uh, do you think if you were playing in this football kit, would it inspire you to win? No. Not even scrape the playoffs? 
No, but I do like that blue. It's got the blue on the sides is my favorite like tone of blue. And I do quite like grey, but it's just it's not a stand like it wouldn't make you want to pass to that person. The MLS UK show. We've let somebody on our American soccer podcast who doesn't know New England is a place. Unbelievable. It really is. I I would I would say bin her off, but we need her again next week to do some more. Words fail me. Here's, uh, here's a little here's a little clip of uh, what you've got to look forward to on next week's podcast. It looks like they've run out of material and just gone, oh, we'll just sew that on and nobody will notice. I so, could, yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> Quite harsh. Part two next week. And if you're a Seattle Sounders fan, wait to see what she's got to say about your kit. Elliot Holman. Henry Hewitt. MLS UK Show. Right, this is the bit that I've been really excited about, and it's the same at the start of every season, whether it's Premier League or Major League Soccer. We all love making a fantasy football team. I normally neglect it after about three weeks because it's done terribly, and I realise I've got nothing on the bench because I've spent all my money, and it just sort of disintegrates into nothing. This year's MLS Fantasy is split into two. So in the second half of the season, after the summer break, it starts again, which is so handy for people like me because you get a second bite of the cherry. You know what? With the EPL one, we we do one at work. And for the last two seasons, I've done better than you, just to point out. And I'm doing better than you again this season. Yep. However, no matter what league you do it in, you always do the same thing. You pick the best players and then get to your first striker and see that, oh, I've got like <laughs> four million yeah. left and I've got a subs bench to fill. So you'll look at my team and you'll see the players that I pick straight away and then you'll see the players that I've just sort of auto-filled with. Um, so, Elliot, first of all, the, the big thing with MLS fantasy teams, what's your team name? I didn't really, at the time that I did this, I didn't realise we were going to be broadcasting this, so uh, a little bit embarrassing. Uh, it's called Soccerball Scenes. Okay. My team name? Bendick like Beckham. <laughs> nice. I'm annoyed that I didn't use that. Thank you. I didn't realise we were going to be publishing these. Yeah. Do we need to get people involved in this as well? We're going to be embarrassed by it. We were, we're going to get loads of comments just like, why have you chose him? But, you know, it's just a bit of fun. Okay. Um, run, me, run me for your team. Okay, of course. Got Bendick in goal. It would look silly if I didn't. Other highlights in my team, of course, have gone for uh, Justin Morrow. He's going to get your points. Uh, Zussi. Gonzalez Perez as well. Then this is where you start to... You can tell the highlights in my team. Sasha, Blanco in midfield. I've also gone for Rowe as well from New England. I think he's had a good preseason, so he may get some points. Average 5.8 last season. 8 million he'll cost you. Uh, up front, Dom Dwyer. I think Sasha's going to... I'm hoping that Sasha and Dom Dwyer will score me lots of points this season based on that he's going to assist him. And uh, Ola Kamara, the other striker. I've gone for uh, Matinho on my bench as well for LAFC and uh, Latif Blessing as well. So LAFC, I'm kind of, I've picked some of their players, but I'm kind of waiting to see how they do before maybe integrating them into mm. my first 11. I have uh, done what I always do. And I this is why I never win at fantasy football is because I go for a really strong starting 11 and then just leave absolute rubbish on the bench. There's nothing on the bench that excites me in the slightest, so we'll just we'll just put that to a side to the side. Um Joe Bendick in goal. Yeah. Justin Morrow in in defence. So good. So composed on the ball. Great going forward. Um could chip in with some assists as well as a few uh clean sheets hopefully for Toronto. Um I've got Gonzalez Pires as well, so that's the first three players oh. we've got the same team. Um but I've got Apara from Sporting KC, uh, and Torres from Seattle across my back line. I was, I was, it was Zussi Arapara. Yeah. And you know what? I second guessed you here because I, <laughs> I knew you'd pick him. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to pick, uh, I'm going to pick his teammate. I noticed you've only got one Atlanta player. Yeah. It's because they, they cost so much. Yeah, this is true. Um, I've got Miguel Almiron. Oh, how annoying. I've got Almiron, and this is only this is why I've got nothing on the bench. So Morrow, Gonzalez, Perez, Apara, and Torres across the back, but then Almiron, Sasha, Kleshian, Justin, Miram, all in midfield. I'm packing it out. Yeah, 
and I've got Kai Kamara and David Veer up front. This is why I've got nothing on the bench. If one of those gets injured or suspended, like Sasha Kleschen is for the first game of the season, I don't quite know uh, who I'm going to stick in. It could <laughs> be it could be Cap, uh, Minnesota's goalkeeper, playing in uh, playing in centre mid for me, doing doing Sasha's job. <laughs> Good luck with that. If you want to check out our teams, we'll post them online uh, at MLS UK Show. Let's get into prediction, shall we? Final part of the podcast. I'm so excited for this. Let's take a look at what's happening this week in MLS. This week in MLS. I think there's only one place to start, right? Go on. Toronto, Columbus, kicking us off. Huge game. What a start to MLS. So tasty. You know what? They say it's all done by random, but I think they've thrown that in just to uh, give it a bit of publicity, the first game. If you'd have asked me two weeks ago, Toronto, Columbus, I'd have been like, Toronto haven't really added. Columbus have lost a few players. Looking at it now, I think Toronto will win. But Columbus will give them a game. I know it's an easy thing to say, but I just think 2-0 Toronto. I've gone draw. Have you? Yeah. I'd, I just think it could take them a while to get started. Columbus, they've not got the maybe the prowess that they had last season, but I I don't see Toronto hammering them. This could come back to haunt me, but I just think first week could be a slow start. I've gone for a draw. The only reason I've gone for a win... Well, apart from the fact that it's Toronto. Secondly, is Toronto uh, comfortably knocked out Colorado in the Champions League? I know it was a draw at Toronto on uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, whenever it was. However, Toronto have picked exactly the same team in both games. They're ready. I know what team they're picking on uh, on Saturday because they've already picked it in the Champions League. <laughs> they did a job on Colorado, what they needed to do. And that's the type of team they are. They're not... Um, I don't think they're like an Atlanta that are just going to, you know, it's like they're just going to chuck everything at them and just hope for a few, you know, they'll get a few goals and that'll be it. That'll be it by half time. Toronto, they do a job on teams. They know what they need to do. They needed to draw against Colorado or better. They're patient as well. They're patient. We saw it in, in MLS Cup. Michael Bradley just keeps them ticking over. You know, it's not the Atlanta approach, but they very, very, very often get the job done. Um, next game, Houston v Atlanta. Your boys. I'll let you yeah. take the floor with this one. You know what? I, Atlanta are going to have a good season. I'm a bit nervous about Atlanta this season just because uh, they had such a good season last season. They've got the players. However, it is that difficult second season. But uh, that's just me being a pessimistic fan. Atlanta are going to have a good season, in my opinion. But I think they might get a slow start. You know, I think Houston might win this one. No, I'm not having it. I think Houston might win. I'm going 3-1 Houston. Atlanta will have a good season. They'll win the first game back at the Mercedes-Benz next week. But I think Houston 3-1. Houston, are, having lost Torres, Houston are a bit of an unknown quantity. We need to see who's going to step up, who's going to start banging some goals in. Even if they keep it tight, they somehow shut out Martinez and they somehow shut out Almiron. Barco is is now going to be out for the first month of the season at least, which is a shame. You know, like It is a shame. They've spent yeah. $15 million on him and he's not going to be available because he's torn his quad. Um I, I just think Atlanta have got so much. They've got too much for them. We'll see. But, I mean, they'll have too much for the majority of teams in the league. I think Houston are going to capitalise on the fact that they're going to play them first. Okay. Philadelphia versus New England. This is a tough one. We've not mentioned New England so far. New England uh, have got a new manager they've, with Brad Friedel. They've had the old Lee Gwynn saga over their heads in the preseason. I don't know how they're going to do. Honestly, if you ask me how are New England going to do, I don't have a clue. It's easy to say New England are going to have a poor season because it's Brad Fiedel's first one in charge. You know, I I heard something the other day where it's like, well, is Brad Fiedel going to be a Patrick Vieira or an Owen Coyle? <laughs> I think he'll be in the middle. And I think he'll be in the middle this season. But I don't know with New England. I'm going for a Philadelphia win in this one. I'm going 2-1 Philly. I just think David Akam, such a huge sign-in for, for Philadelphia. They, they've they surely got too much for New England, who are dodgy at the back. They are. 
And until until they've got that sorted, I can't see them, you know, even a team like Philly, who we wouldn't say, especially after last season, are, are a huge threat. But with a calm in the side against that defense, I feel like I feel like Philly Philly could could have the advantage there. Um, my boys at Orlando are at home, opening up the season in front of the wall against DC United, and I've gone draw. I'm going to agree with you. I think it'll be one-one. I think both teams. It's like a fresh start for them both. Mm. Um, you know, Orlando have got the new players. They've lost Kaka, but they've got the new players. DC have got new, better players, and they've got the new stadium. I think both teams are just going to go into this and think, let's not lose the first game. Let's get a draw. One-one. Mm. Um, like you said, Sasha missing. That'll be a big miss. Sane apparently unfit, according to Jason Christ, not quite up to speed, so may not start. Yeah, so I think Orlando will be like, let's not lose our first game at home. Let's get a point on the board and then push from there. 1-1. One, one. Okay. FC Dallas versus RSL. Similar kits. <laughs> That's all I've got to say about FC Dallas and RSL. It depends It depends what Dallas team turn up. We saw last season, they just fell away. They just collapsed. Mm. And it's it's which Dallas team are going to turn up. This is such a difficult league to predict. And there'll be people listening now, and it's probably you, saying, what are you on about? There's no way that that's going to be a draw or there's no way that um, Atlanta aren't going to go and go and smash Houston. I just think it's such a difficult league to predict. If you look at last season, it's easy to go, oh, yeah, well, they'll win that. And then they don't. And and that spirals on. And if you're Dallas and you fall away like you did last year, there's a real worry that that could happen again. And it's it's just a case of which Dallas side turn up. RSL... Can they capitalise on last year? I've gone for a draw. I'm playing it safe. You know what? I, I As I said before, RSL kind of went under my radar last season. I'm going to keep an eye on them this season. I think they're going to start with a win, but a high-scoring win. I think it's going to be 3-2 to RSL. Okay. San Jose versus Minnesota United. I'm sorry, Minnesota fans. I'm really sorry. I just don't see... What Minnesota really have done in the transfer market, you know, they've brought in Tyrone Mears, who, as a Bolton fan, I got to see Tyrone Mears in the flesh. He wasn't, in my opinion, a great right back. San Jose will win this, and I, I, I do, I do worry for Minnesota this season. I, I'm, I'm concerned for Minnesota in that they've added nothing. If you, if you've had a season like Toronto, we were, we were just a few weeks ago saying, well, Toronto haven't done anything. They don't need to. Minnesota need to, and they've mm. added Tyrone Mears and really not a lot else. Disappointing for them. I do I do worry. But it might just click. It might Play, do. Players, players that have been, have been playing together, they've got the longevity. It might just click, but I can't see them winning this. Um, Ericsson, new signing for the Quakes. Uh, Swede, got a lot to prove, but I'm going for a, for a San Jose win. Yeah, San Jose 3-0 for me. Wow. Um, Seattle versus LAFC. This this is so harsh on LAFC, by the way. Yeah, you can't be away in your first ever MLS game, especially to Seattle. Yeah, it's it, it is a bit of a buzzkill, and Seattle as well, really good team. I think you know they they'll be hurting from last season. They'll want their title back, and they they will be up for it. If you're Seattle, I think you look at this as right. This is this is an opportunity to get three points on the board, really make a statement against a team that are just getting to know each other. Hmm. You know, starting a starting a whole new team as a as a fresh is is difficult. The only thing for Seattle is they're missing Jordan Morris. He's going to be out for the entire season, which a lot's being made of this. And he is like you can't deny he's a very good player. But let's just look at stats for one second. Three goals last season. Yeah, Jordan Morris scored three goals last season. Now. Still got Bruin, 11 goals in 31 games. You've got Dempsey on a new contract, 29 games, 12 goals. Morris, yeah, it's great It's great to have him there. You'd rather have him than not. But three goals in 23 games, it's not a disaster. And if you, like, if you can't put LAFC to the sword in their first no. ever game, then uh, I'll be very, very surprised. Yeah. Uh, Morris, funnily enough, scored two against Sacramento in preseason, so mm. he was one off his total total for last season. Um, yeah, I agree. I do think Seattle are going to win. I think LA uh, LAFC, uh, 
yeah, I, I think it's really harsh that they're they're away in their first game. Uh, Seattle, I'm going Seattle four two. Throwing in some big scores here, you are. Uh, Vancouver versus Montreal. This is an interesting one for me. Big match, huge match, um, a Canadian derby. It's not one you want to lose. No, and that's why I'm, I'm sort of swaying towards a draw on this one. However, Montreal, they've got Piatti, they can score goals. I'm going 2-1 Montreal. I think they're going to pull it out of the bag. My concern with Montreal is the manager, the coach, Remy Gard. We've seen Remy in the Premier League over here. It did not go well. It didn't. But he did very well with Lyon in um, in France. It's a new start for him. We'll have to wait and see what happens. We've got a lot of new managers this season where it's kind of like, oh, I wonder how they're going to do with that team. Remy Gard is an interesting one. He's an enigma. My concern with, with Gard, Remy Gard is the fact that not only was he losing games, but he lost the dressing room. He lost the fans, the relationship between the Aston Villa fans and the players on the pitch, the substitutes on the bench was absolutely appalling. I've never seen anything like it. People throwing things at the team bus. Didn't they like as soon as the team turned up for a game, they were getting on their back, they were throwing things at them. Really, really concerned in a league like MLS where things change so quickly, whether it could snowball for him. But first game, Vancouver, they've got Kai Kamara. I'm wondering whether this could really, really click for Kai Kamara at Vancouver. Didn't have the best time at, at New England. I, I really think this is going to be a draw. Can I, I just point out, though, Remy Gard at Aston Villa. I'm not looking at that at all in terms of how Remy Gard does. Aston Villa were on a, they were on a, a slippery slope. Jose Mourinho, Pep Guardiola, they could have gone into Aston Villa and they'd probably have, have you know, struggled. But I, I think he'll get a good start this, this weekend. Um, hello if we're playing this clip back at the end of the season and Montreal have just won the MLS Cup. Uh, hi to Elliot Holman in uh, February 2018. <laughs> um, Sporting KC versus NYCFC is the penultimate game this weekend. I'm, I'm thinking that SKC are lacking up top a little bit. Um, they've got Shelton. He's visiting his old club, New York City, who haven't got Harrison, which I think is such a huge loss. Jack Harrison leaving NYCFC is big. I agree. I think you know what for such a young player, he he was he was very good. He was he made he helped things tick with them. However, they've got David Villa still. David Villa banging them in in preseason. Best I, player in the league for me. Yeah, you know it's not even a it's anything we need to argue about. It's not even anything where I'm going to be like, what really? No, David Villa on his day. And if he can stay fit this season, it, NYC, I think, and I think maybe it's his last season with his legs, maybe, or maybe he's got another one in there. But this season, I think he's he get your goals. I mean, did you see his goals against Montreal? Yeah, the chip, the free kick. It's like, oh my god, he's back. So good. Via is back. Um, I'm I'm going NYC win. So am I. Um, two one NYC. Finally, final game, LA Galaxy versus Portland Timbers. LA need this big season. They need to get their fans on side. They need a huge performance. They need Ola Kamara to bang in about seven goals in this first game. It just needs to turn around so, so quickly for them. Portland, though, no pushovers. No, I think um, this season, LA Galaxy are going to be a team to watch just purely because I think they'll score goals and can see goals. I watched the game at the start of last season when these two met and it was very disappointing for LA Galaxy. I think they'll make up for it this this time. I do think I'm going 3-2 LA Galaxy. I've got I'm thinking Galaxy to edge it. Yeah. I just think there's something there'll be something else getting them over the line and I just think a big start is is what they need. I'm going LA Galaxy to scrape a win. Right, speaking of scraping, my car is full of snow outside. The roads outside look like that famous Minnesota v Atlanta game at the yeah. start of last season where there's, you just can't even see anything. No, so uh, we better go. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow us at MLS UK Show. 
on Twitter and Instagram and get in touch about whatever you want to get in touch about. If you feel you need to abuse us, if I've said something wrong about your team, if I've pronounced something wrong, it's fine. I can take criticism. We do a radio show every night. I'm used to it. You won't be able to say anything that, that will upset me. That's not a challenge, by the way. Uh, but likewise, if you've enjoyed it, let us know what's worked for you, what you've, uh, what you've liked hearing about, what you'd like to hear us talk about in the future. Uh, and next week, a lot of stuff to go through. An opening weekend of fixtures to dissect, to look at who's had a, a good start. Also, um, we need to talk forfeits. Oh, We've not mentioned this yet. A little secret. I'm not actually in the UK this weekend. I chose this weekend uh, to go on a little trip away. I'm going Euro Disney in first, Paris. First week yeah. of MLS, of the new season. And he's like, oh, going on a romantic break to Paris. Disneyland. Um, so I don't know. I'll ask Mickey. I'll ask Mickey and Goofy who they support. Uh, so yeah, okay. I'll do a forfeit for missing the first weekend, but I will be catching up. I'll be watching all the highlights. I'll know what has happened. Please tweet us your uh, your proposed forfeits for Henry, please at MLS UK uh, Show, uh, and also suggestions because if there's a little slip of the tongue, if we say football instead of soccer, or if we say the MLS instead of MLS, which I know annoys people so much. And I don't know why everyone in the UK calls it the MLS. We just do. Um, we're trying our best, all right? Uh, forfeits welcome at MLS UK Show. Make sure you give us a follow. Give us a tweet. Let us know if you've enjoyed the podcast. And we'll see you again next week. MLS UK Show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. Sports Social Podcast Network.